0: My name is Jim Fleming, and this is Our Sunday School. Our Sunday School is part of Stewart Heights Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. To prepare for this lesson, please go to OurSundaySchool.com for a copy of today's handout. Now, let's get to this week's lesson. Well, good morning, and welcome to Our Sunday School. I'm glad you're able to join us this morning. And first thing I'll say is, happy anniversary. Uh, You may or may not know it, but uh, the Sunday School class that we have that was established back in 2008, uh, began the first Sunday in March. So we celebrate periodically and uh, would love to celebrate with something other than a global pandemic this year. Uh, I Googled this morning what the 13th anniversary of an event is and it says it's LACE. I got nothing, (laughs) absolutely nothing. So uh, I'll just say happy anniversary. Thank you to those of you that have been with us. (laughs) A substantial portion of that time and thank you to those of you that are just joining so we're, we're glad to have uh, all of us here to be able to study God's Word and are really grateful to Stuart Heights for, for this opportunity to be able to to do what we do in this way so just want to say good morning to some folks this today so we've got uh, Barry Cole giving us a demonstration of his Google translate skills uh, we've got, uh, the Millers and the Clicks, uh, and, uh, 206 and the Janica. So fantastic. Hey guys. Uh, Chris Arnold, who recently had a birthday. So happy birthday, old man. I uh, got a thumbs up from Albert the McClure's, the Velosin's, the Landers and, uh, Trish McGarvey. So fantastic. Well, welcome to all of you. And we're glad you're here this morning with us. Uh, if you're listening to this later on, I'm glad you're able to, to listen later on. Uh, if you didn't if you weren't already aware, all of these are available on our podcast as well as our YouTube channel. Uh, and you can find all of that information at our And I would encourage you to, to go there for uh, both this week's handout, which you can go grab one page because uh, this is our prep week for Mark 11, as well as next week's handout and uh, all the prior handouts and the materials that we've seen in class for this end, pretty much all of our prior series. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of information out there and uh, I'm, I'm excited about the resource that it's become and I'm looking forward to the resource that it will continue to grow into in future years. So if you've got your Bibles, we're in uh, Mark chapter 11 and uh, the handout for today, again, as I said, is just uh, one page long. So if you've, if you've got it, you'll see that we're walking through our Talking About the Bible series. Uh, And we're going to walk through our process steps. This is just a reminder. We do this uh, as we begin each chapter of Mark as to what the right process is in this space. So we'll start with prayer. Uh, And as just a a brief reminder, we we think about when we come to the Lord in prayer, specifically before we talk about the Bible, uh, a prayer of dependence, a prayer of fear, understanding who God is and who we are, uh, a prayer of expectancy, knowing that God desires to show us wonderful things from His law. So let's pray as uh, we begin to study Mark chapter 11. Father, you are a wonderful God. We praise you that you are uh, three in one, Father, Son, and Spirit. We thank you for, uh, Father, your beautiful plan, Jesus, your beautiful execution of that plan, and Spirit, your indwelling of us to help us stay on the plan. Father, as we look toward Mark chapter 11, we are grateful for what you have done for us through the first 10 chapters, that you have not left us alone to study some archaic, academic way, but rather to indwell in us the Holy Spirit as our guide, as our comforter, as you instruct us in ways that are far beyond us. We acknowledge that you are God and we are not. We thank you for your word. We thank you for making it so incredibly accessible to us. Uh, Forgive us where we have mishandled. Forgive us where we have taken for granted. Forgive us for where we have uh, denigrated or belittled the words that you have prepared for us in any way. And Spirit, we ask that you would lead and guide us, that we would understand the truth that you have, that we would be more like Jesus, and that we would collectively, as a group, uh, reflect the glory of God and the person and work of Jesus Christ. So we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So the next step in our process is to hear. Uh, and uh, as someone who is in a room by himself right now, the only way I can do this is to hear my own voice, and it's not technically what we're talking about. Uh, but this step, is, if, you've, if you've heard this lesson before, is really, I can summarize it in a couple of short uh, phrases, shut up and sit still. Uh, And I would encourage you, if you have little ones or big ones around you, this is just another opportunity for us to practice the reality of engaging directly with God. Um, There are lots of popular works on the market right now about uh, Jesus communicating with us in some uh, special or unique way. And I will tell you, if you want to hear from God, read the Bible. If you want to hear from God, audibly read it out loud. And uh, there's really nothing else like the Scripture. I have a bookshelf full of all sorts of different resources behind me. And uh, none of them compare in any way, shape, or form to the Scripture, to God's Word. So let's remember that as we read God's Word. And this week we're in Mark chapter 11. So I'm going to read the entirety of Mark chapter 11. And then we'll go to our next uh, steps. And they went away and found a colt tied at a door outside in the street, and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, What are you doing, untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, it was already late. He went out to Bethany with the twelve. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went out to see if he could find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And they came to Jerusalem. And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him, because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him, and they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things, or who gave you this authority to do them? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Answer me. And they discussed it with one another, saying, If we say, From heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But shall we say from man? They were afraid of the people, for they all held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Mark chapter 11. So good morning to some more folks that have joined us. So I see, uh, let me get over here and look. I have all of my windows open so I can monitor it feels like I'm monitoring the whole world Uh, yes I could have dressed up a little bit Barry I'm not dressing up that's hilarious though Uh, so uh, good morning to Miss Hopper Miss Miller Uh, the McClure's are here Uh, Sean McGarvey showed up good for Sean he was probably parking the car the car right Uh, the Greggs are here from uh, North Carolina fantastic great to have you guys with us this morning and uh, the heirs, and then uh, Jay and Becky. Wonderful. Well, we've got just about a full house today, don't we? So since we've got just about a full house today, I will say that next week is uh, I Love Jesus Sunday School. So we will still have, Lord willing, our Sunday School at 9.07. But next week, the clocks change. So we go ahead and make the decision now that, yes, this is worthwhile. This is substantive. Let's engage with this. Uh, I've heard Brian say many times that Sunday morning church attendance is a Saturday night decision. I would actually argue it's probably a couple of days before that, but uh, I I like the idea very much of deciding ahead of time. So we've gone through process step number one, prayer, process step number two, hearing. Uh, Let's talk about process step number three now, thinking. So this this is really not overly complicated. I, when, I, when I laid out these process steps, I tried to pick words that actually were the thing that I'm describing, not something that I have to go then describe a thousand times over. Uh, I do want to share a couple of Bible verses for this step. Uh, so Psalm 119.15. Psalm 119.15. So Psalm one nineteen fifteen. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. So the psalmist here is talking about the scripture, the the Old Testament, uh, and this concept of just staring at scripture and fixing our eyes on what God has done. So scripture is the written account of God's word and we learn through scripture what God has done. And one of the things I love about the New Testament is that we get to see God in the flesh, in the person of Jesus Christ, working out the flawless will of God in lockstep with the Spirit in a way that is just spectacular. And that's what we see in Mark chapter 11, right? We see Jesus flawlessly engaging with humanity in a way that is perfectly according to the Father's will. What an what a example for us to follow. So Psalm uh, 119.48, another great verse on this concept. I will lift up my hands towards your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. I will meditate on your statutes. To think, to think, to roll over in the mind, to evaluate. Not in a critical way, but in a how can we... Where this? How can we go out and engage with this? And relative to Mark chapter 11, I'm going to give you a minute here in just a bit to, to go through and think about Mark chapter 11. So, this is our interactive Sunday school. So, the last verse we'll cover here in this section is Psalm 1 verse 2. Start with verse 1 here Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the sinners nor sits in the seat of the scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So again, this idea of meditation, of focused thinking. Um, Meditation, Jen Wilkin had a fantastic article that she published a couple of, maybe a week or two ago, about the distinction between Eastern mysticism's meditation and biblical meditation. And Eastern mysticism's meditation is an attempt to clear the mind and to focus on ourselves and our breathing. And I would argue there's a time to focus on your breathing. Right, You're having a panic attack. You're having some significant emotional... Ing- right, that's fine. There's, there's no problem with that. There's probably some psychological uh, benefit to that. But biblical meditation is a filling of the mind with God's Word and a focus on God, not self. It, it is literally the opposite of... Eastern mystical meditation. It doesn't involve humming or crossing one's legs or doing silly things with one's fingers. It is filling of the mind and focusing on the works, the person and work of God and how that engages us. So I'm gonna give you a couple of minutes, uh, probably we'll do four minutes on uh, what I want you to do is we're gonna look at Mark chapter 11 I would actually encourage you to pick one of the section headings. Uh, it, when you when you have a massive uh, chunk of scripture, if you're not used to meditating, and you try to meditate on a really significantly large portion of scripture, like an entire book at a time, it can very quickly be overwhelming. I, I would argue that meditation is a, is a spiritual discipline that takes discipline and practice, and the more that we do it, the better, the more comfortable we get with it, and the more uh, uh, volume we are able to handle at a given time. So I would encourage us to, to pick either the triumphal entry, uh, Jesus cursing the fig tree, uh, cleansing the temple, the lesson from the withered fig tree, or the authority of Jesus' challenge. I, I would encourage you to pick one of those five sections, and I'll just give you a couple of minutes to think about that passage, and I'll give you a visual reminder. I'll be back in just a minute. One of the great gifts that we have in our society is the ability to turn off technology from time to time and I I get the irony of me telling you this as you are engaging via an electronic device uh, but it is it is wise and helpful to just push pause from time to time and stop and think and meditate on God's Word so I hope that was helpful and beneficial Uh, I would encourage you that meditation, again, is a discipline. Um, I would start with a very small, if you're you're interested in learning more about this, I would start with a very small number of minutes at a time and slowly, a couple of times a day, build up your ability to hold and sustain thought. Uh, What you'll find is your capacity for the volume of Scripture and the... uh, evaluation of multiple concepts at one time will increase, and it is very, very helpful from a, uh, from a perspective of studying God's Word and, and learning and knowing God uh, better so we can enjoy it. All right, so the next step in the process is to talk. So uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read a couple of passages about this concept, but while I'm reading these passages, the, the point of this is to really flesh out our attitudes and our actions in this space But I'm going to ask you in just a minute to engage with somebody. So if you've got somebody that's physically with you, I would encourage you to engage with them. If you don't have anybody physically with you, I would encourage you to pick up the phone and call somebody. Somebody that's already logged on here and uh, said that they're available. So if you you haven't already kind of self-identified that you're live with us this morning, I would ask that you do that. If you are listening to this later... I would ask that you engage with somebody. Don't just skip over these steps. These are these are steps in, in a very intentional, purposeful order to help us have a more full and to help us study Scripture, not just me or not just you individually, but us, plural, study Scripture together because that's actually what we're commanded to do. Um, you're going to struggle to find commands in the New Testament where we are to take copies of God's Word and self-isolate and study uh, in singularity. It's it's really just not the way that works. Thanks, Albert, you're a blessing. Uh, so if you heard the vibrating, that was Albert calling me, so I appreciate that. Um, all right, so process step number four, let's look at Acts 18, verses 24 through 28 to get a great example of this. Acts 18, verses 24 through 28. So now a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures, and he had been instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside And explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he wished to cross the Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who through grace had believed, for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that the Christ was Jesus. And I love this because they took somebody who was, by all accounts, pretty decent at what he was doing and helped him. But there's a teachability in Apollos here that is really, really beautiful. Uh, and I think we can learn much from it. So I'll tell you one other thing. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of reaching out to individuals and asking for help. Uh, but I am also a really big fan of utilizing resources from those that have gone before and have, have benefited from their walk with the Lord and left us records. Uh, and I hear people... Uh, probably vernacular today is throwing a lot of shade on, uh, tools and resources that can help us understand God's word better. And I would just point you back to scripture and show you that Paul himself valued this. So in, in second Timothy four thirteen, uh, we see Paul giving kind of his last shout outs to Timothy here at the very end. This is the, this is where he says hello to different folks. And, and right in the middle of this next to last paragraph, he says, um, in verse 13, when you come, bring the cloak that i left with carpus that's a person at troas that's a place also the books and above all the parchments and we know at this point in time paul would not have had you know uh, dozens of copies of the bible he wouldn't have had the entire new testament canon this this very likely would have been non-canonical references that he is uh, talking about here so if if it was Good enough for Paul. I'm going to say we're in good space here to use some resources. And I'll, I'll take a second and share my favorite so far. So I've got a, a whole um, uh, shelf over here about uh, resources for Mark's gospel. And my favorite so far has been The Gospel According to St. Mark by C.E.B. Cranfield. So you are some more kind of an academic when you have three initials before your name, right? It just feels like you need lots of degrees to go after it to balance it out. But he's been exceedingly helpful. Uh, I've been able to take our handout and find the Greek word on our handout and then look at his individual, uh, very technical commentary on the words and the tenses. And and so I, I get, when I have questions that I just can't find resolved in any of those other works, Cranfield is almost always the one that helps out tremendously for me. So I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I think it's a great resource. Uh, But I'm going to give you about three minutes right now to reach out to somebody else and engage with them. And I I will ask you not to call my cell phone. Uh, It does interrupt uh, some of the recording stuff that I have going on here. So I I would appreciate it if you didn't do that. All right, so three minutes to uh, reach out and talk to somebody and ask questions. This is not teaching This is talking and asking questions, so here we go. All right, so hopefully you're able to engage with somebody there and, and learn and uh, ask some questions or provide some comments, but uh, to engage with somebody, I think that's a, a helpful thing. And just as a reminder, these steps, the pray, hear, think, talk, share, and invite, these are our weekly homework action item. This is what we're supposed to be doing, is what we committed to do as part of members of our Sunday school. So if this is new to you and you're a member Let's get back up on the horse and start riding again, as we should. Uh, these, are, these are very helpful things. So the pray, we've done that. Hear, we've done that. Think, we've done that. Talk, we've done that. So now it's time to share. Uh, and this is a, uh, the attitude here is lowliness. It is intention, calm, it's patience. Uh, I will tell you that when you speak the truth, uh, it is not always popular. Uh, So the attitude here, our practice is loving others and trusting God. We want to speak the truth in love in a way that is not offensive. Uh, I've heard our Pastor Brian say that the the gospel is offensive enough. We don't need to be when we are sharing it. So let's take a couple of minutes here uh, before we dismiss. And if you would, just type in your comments on what you've seen, what you've observed, what you've learned from Mark chapter 11 so far this morning, either from this morning or uh, what you've been studying so far up to the point this week, and uh, I would love to, to see what you have gleaned so far. Uh, I'm also completely open to questions that you have that are unresolved. Um, I've probably got about 45 right now, about Mark 11, that I I don't know the answer to, I'm thinking about for a while, but uh, still working through. So if you have feedback and comments, I would, I would love to hear and see those, uh, so fire away. Ah, here we go. Probably one of the most interesting things about Mark chapter 11. We discussed the fig tree and the purpose of cursing it, and I, I love the way that you phrase this, Jessica. Uh, it seems uncharacteristic of Jesus. So I will, I will remind us that uh, whenever we see Jesus do something, if it doesn't sound Jesus-y, it's very likely a result of us not fully understanding who he is not him understanding what he was supposed to be doing. Because we know, and I know you would affirm this, that everything he does is good and right and holy. So I am very much looking forward to exploring why in the world he would curse and why he would curse a fig tree. Uh, So yes, there's a lot going on there. So the fig tree has always confounded me. I'm looking at Barry's comment here. It was out of season. Jesus withered it and then pronounced it non-fruit bearing. Yes, so... Two marks, two tally marks for the fig tree. Ike wants to know more about the fig tree. Yes. I think it represents the law and or notation of Israel. Uh, okay, notation. yeah. I was going to say the notation of Israel. I don't know what that means. So. Good. Um, all right, so we've got three tally marks for the fig tree. This is like when you read a chapter on the unpardonable sin. It doesn't matter what else is in the chapter. You're going to get questions about the unpardonable sin. So there's that. <laughs> I'll tell you one of my favorite uh, things about Mark chapter 11 is... Uh, the almost, almost apparent snarkiness of Jesus at the end with the, uh, scribes and, uh, fair, I'm going to get it right here. Oops, I don't have it open. With the, uh, scribes and the the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. (laughs) I love it. You riddled me this and I'll riddle you that. It's good stuff. Uh, faith is an action of the heart. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Good. Right, we've got time for another one or two, I think. So here's what I love. I love when you guys dig into scripture and then share with somebody about what you're studying and then circle back with me and go, hey, this is what we talked about. Because that way I can then learn from you. This is not just a one directional thing. If you, think, if, you, if you think our Sunday school is about me standing up and just or sitting down, I guess now. Uh, and spouting off a lot of knowledge—that's not what this is about at all. I, I promise you guys, I learn far more from you guys from your engagements with me than you're going to learn from me. Uh, It's—it's a—it's a true blessing being able to do this. But—but uh, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of learning that comes the other direction. All right, so uh, let's take a break there. So we've gone through pray, here think, talk, share. Our last step is invite. And one of the reasons, and I hope you guys have seen this, but one of the reasons that I've created the uh, OurSundaySchool.com, one of the reasons that we created the podcast, one of the reasons that we created the YouTube channel, one of the reasons we created the Facebook page, is for the purpose of ease of sharing. Uh, and the easiest thing, I think, that we have that we share is the weekly update, uh, the email that you can subscribe to. It's got links to the current and prior week's lessons. It's got uh, links back to our Sunday school, a description of kind of what we do, how we do it, and uh, some details about our weekly process. It's, a, it's I think it's a pretty good encapsulation of what we are about, um, and I think it's an easy way to share with somebody. And I get feedback and questions from people that you guys share the email with. Like, hey, what's this about? Why'd they get this email? And I get to go engage with them. And it's really awesome. So thanks for that. All right. And then the last comment I see coming in. So we call it the triumphal entry. But by most accounts, it was not actually triumphal in the way they looked. Yes, that's exactly right. However, it accomplished exactly his will and perfect work. Yes. Maybe more of the perfect entry. Ooh, I like that. That's good. Good stuff. All right. So we'll uh, we'll close here. And I will tell you uh, thank you again for engaging. Thank you again for... Uh, participating. Uh, Sunday school is what you make out of it and if you want to come each week and engage, you're going to get far more out as if you than if you come and spectate. Um, there's no part of the New Testament that commands us to spectate when we come together. It's very much an engagement uh, and I am very much looking forward to getting back together. Uh, we are waiting with bated breath on what the CDC is going to roll out relative to vaccinations and new guidelines and what's safe and what's appropriate. So we are we are eagerly praying in our house that uh, that we will be back together with you soon. Uh, but if we are not, uh, if the Lord carries in this strange providence, we will continue to be faithful uh, as he allows us to be and continue to share the gospel of Mark. So uh, I love you guys. I miss you. I pray for you every single day. And uh, I do desire to see you soon. God bless. Thanks for engaging, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, YouTube channel, and weekly email. You can subscribe to all three of those at OurSundaySchool.com. Grace and peace to you.